Welcome to another episode of Out of the Rough. I am Lenny. We have Sean here today. Sean, how are you doing? What up? I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing all right. Your guy, Rory, big week for him last week, coming off the win. And kind of a surprise to me to see him in the, the winner circle last week. But at the same time, you know, like I had said before, seeing him after the Ryder Cup, you know, it showed a little bit of emotion there, showed that he really cared, took a bit of time off, came back, won. And so I'm glad to see it. Glad to see him get his second win in the calendar year, even though I didn't have any bets on him, didn't own him at all. Um, it's He's one of those guys where it, you want him to do well because I think it's just good for the game. So glad to see Rory get the win. Um, but this week, we do have the Zozo Championship. One thing to note here, it starts on Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, because we are playing in where, Sean? Japan. Japan, that is correct. At Accordia Golf, Narashino Country Club in Japan. Uh, this is going to be a par 70 course. It's going to be around 7,000 yards, so it's a little bit of a shorter course. And there is a few reasons for that, such as three par fives, but five par threes. So a lot of par threes, maybe something you want to take into consideration is par three scoring this week. Um, your green size is going to be just about average green size, 55,000 square feet. This is a no-cut event. I believe there's 78 guys in the field. Uh, there's been a couple uh, withdrawals already, but I believe they'll be replaced not sure with the Japanese tour guys or PGA guys because this is a co-hosted event with the Japanese tour. So you'll see a lot of guys from that tour playing here. We don't have a lot of course history here. We don't have a lot of event history. It's like the third year that this event's gone on. But with COVID last year, it was played in California. So we can't really use any of the data from that. But previously... We had Tiger Woods winning it back in 2019. Big win for him. Kind of let us all know Tiger was kind of back. He was healthy, playing golf, playing great golf again. And so, you know, whenever there's a Tiger win, me personally, I love to see it kind of hold the, especially lately, kind of holds a little bit of a special memory there. But, you know, it, it's a small field event, no cuts. It'll be interesting for sure. Uh, the course is kind of a more difficult course. Last time they were here, there was tons of rain throughout the week. It was very, very soft. Um, the The first couple of days there, I remember they weren't um, doing where you could pull your ball, clean it, and re-drop it. And the, some guys were definitely struggling Obviously, scores dropped after that, but like we said, Tiger coming out on top. I think Hideki finished second. Um, but yeah, Sean, anything you want to add there? No, it's going to be a little interesting for me that the start of the golf is going to be uh, even earlier, um, just because I'm on the West Coast. So I'll be able to watch that at night. So it'll be kind of new and different. Um, but no, nothing on the golf course. It was, just to add to what you are saying, it was nice for uh, Rory to win last week. Of 
course, just like uh, John Rahm, the one week or so that I don't take him or talk about him is the week that he does well. Um, but I was really excited to see Ricky do that, uh, what he was doing too. Um, but no, nothing on the course. I'm excited to see how it plays. Speaking of John Rahm, not a great week for him last week. Um, but he's over playing in the European Tour on the the Spanish swing of that. Um, so we won't have him to worry about this week. I don't know if he's playing this week in that. But anyways, kind of getting into uh, into the field this week. There are some pretty big names here. Um, Colin Morikawa coming in at 11-2. Xander Schauffele, your Olympics winner, which was hosted in Japan, coming in at 11 even. We got Will Zalatoris at 10-5. Hideki Matsuyama at 10-3. Paul Casey at 10-1. Tommy Fleetwood getting the sponsor's invite at an even 10,000. I think actually Paul Casey's withdrawn, hasn't he? So you might not want yes. to play him. All right, so Paul Casey is withdrawn. So scratch that name from the list. And but so kind of what five guys we have here, small number. Who are you taking here, Sean? I took him last week, um, and he had a minus nine on Sunday. I finished with a minus eighteen, uh, and that would be Xander Schauffele. Um, and like you said, he won down the street. So I'm hoping that uh, that that kind of confidence from that brings it through uh, and, and I know when he's playing good good uh, golf it's it's very nice uh, he's played in three events made the cut three times and out of those three events he's had two top tens so uh, can't be complaining about how that's working out for him um, I don't think there's much more that I need to say about Xander Schauffele coming in at the second favorite to just call him Morikawa um, I think both those guys are going to have a, a good week, and it's probably easy to start your lineup with it. So I do think there will be a, a higher number of people taking these guys. Uh, however, I, I think if they're both, or at least Sanders is a very safe bet. Yeah, I am kind of going with your theory here a little bit, but I'm going Colin Morikawa at 11-2. I... I think these two guys are far and above the best golfers in the field here, which is why they're priced where they're at. Um, Will Zalatoris, you know, like I've said before on here, he's like the top 25 master. Always seems to finish on the top 25, but never really kind of there contending too much for the wins. I mean, the masters, he was obviously right there. And like a few events here and there, but, he seems to always be lurking on Sunday, but never really contending. Tommy Fleetwood, I mean, his game hasn't been terrific lately. I don't trust him at the 10,000 level. And then there's Hideki, who I imagine will be pretty highly owned. Had a pretty solid finish. I think it, he came in, what was it? I don't, he didn't make the, the playoff for the bronze medal. I'm not sure what they consider that placing, but he was. Uh, stroke back I think of that so um, he played well here obviously he's from Japan he's got a pretty big name pretty good notoriety um, can pop off great ball striker however I just if you're looking at total game I think more cow and Shuffle just are just better just straight up better than all of these guys here in this range 
Um, but I'm going with Morikawa. I think he has kind of some unfinished business here. Uh, he was really pumped up for the Olympics, as we know, um, looking to play well, and then got hurt. And that kind of just derailed him the rest of the season. So I feel like he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder coming into this event. Uh, had a really good uh, week last week with the CJ Cup. Came in second. So I'm going to play him again this week after seeing that. And um, just got to make sure that putter stays hot. You know, it's not very often Morikawa goes back-to-back weeks with the hot putter. However, it's just kind of one of those feelings. I, I dissed him a lot. I, I owe it to him, I feel like, almost. And I feel like him and I we got a good week coming here. So I'm going more cow at 11-2. Not a bad we'll part. Go, we'll go down to the 9K range. You know, club favorite here, Joaquin Neiman at 9-9. <laughs> Ricky Fowler at 9-8. Uh, Alex Norn, 9-7. Siwoo Kim, 9-6. Eric Van Royen, 9-5. Keegan Bradley, 9-4. Mav McNeely, 9-3. Cam Tringali, 9-2. Emiliano Grillo, 9-1. And Mac Hughes at 9,000. What do you like? Purely emotional pick this week on, in this range. <laughs> um, I, think, uh, I think there's going to be either very happy Sean next week when we're doing this or very uh, upset Sean based off of this pick. I hope it's a happy one because that means he's back for good. I wouldn't really say it's for good either, but Ricky Fowler uh, definitely played a lot better than what we're used to seeing him play last week. Uh, The fact that he was up on the leaderboard pretty much the whole entire time uh, and and was playing some really good golf to, to get up there and finish the way that he did. Um, I just I I don't know if it's I, I think it's it's very early because last season you did see some shines and glimmers from Ricky on a couple weeks. I know you mentioned that last week when we were talking about the times that we did take him and then the times that we didn't. Again, seems like that's a that's the curse of us. Um, however, uh, I, I think Ricky is definitely from last week. I think if he can continue that play, he's he's one of those guys that is a sneaky pick for this. And again, with it being a no-cut event, I, everyone's going to be worth the dollar amount. So you you might want to, from some standpoint, you could stay away from him because he's 9.8 and it's towards that higher end of that range. But I think he's worth every penny this week based off the performance last week. So uh, Fowler at 9.8 is the guy for me. Yeah, like I said, I just, I'm staying away from Ricky. He can win like three events in a row and I won't play him just because he terrifies me. But for me, this is like, this is one of the toughest ranges I've ever had to pick from. Joaquin Neiman at 9-9. Alex Norn, another guy I love at 9-7. Keegan Bradley, someone who's just such a good ball striker that I just always like to play him because he's kind of a safer pick at times. I mean, you know, on Sunday he's going to miss every putt. But, you know, and then Grio and Mac Hughes at the bottom, two guys I love picking as well. And... But for me, I'm going to have to go Emiliano Grillo. Like I said, like this course, I th- it's a fairly tree line golf course. So in a way, if you're very inaccurate off the tee, you'll be penalized. But there's a little bit of wiggle room uh, on the sides there. And Grillo someone who really is just a great ball striker and doesn't have a lot of big misses, which are going to get him into trouble. 
And he's first off the tee in the last 20 rounds out of all the guys in this field. Just driving the ball excellent. He's gained on approach in his last three rounds. You know, things are looking very good for Grio. I'm hoping that he can just kind of make some putts. Just a little insight. My team is kind of full of just non-putters this week. I'm hoping that kind of what we saw at the Olympics comes into effect where guys were making putts from all over the place. And just these the greens that they have are just so pure, perfect that – you know, we see a lot of putts falling for guys. So I'm kind of hoping that happens for, for some guys here. But Grio at 9-1, I'm going to play him this week. I think he's a little bit less of a popular name in here. Might have a little bit lower ownership than some of these guys, which in a small field could be huge. Moving into the 8K range, we got Johnny Vegas, C.T. Pan, K.H. Lee, Carlos Ortiz, Charlie Hoffman, Lanto Griffin, Ryan Palmer, Adam Shank, Chris Kirk, and Matt Wallace. What are you liking out of this range, Sean? Uh, Matt Wallace at 8,000. Uh, I'm just going to kind of ride with it. I, I think someone who's been playing on the European tour kind of might be used to some of the stops that they might find over in these in, in like different kinds of countries and the courses. Um, he's not been doing too bad on the European tour. He's got a seventh and an eighth place, notably as his highest finishes so far. Um, but still not a, not a bad resume out there for that. Uh, he did just take 14th at the Shriners Children's Open just earlier this month. Um, so he has a kind of a good hot hand rolling for him. Uh, so I, I think with the uh, two top tens, knowing that he's not going to make or miss a cut here, um, because of the no-cut event, I think uh, Matt Wallace at 8000 is good for the budget that I, I have or am going to try to use. Um, so he fits in that purpose as well. So Matt Wallace at 8. And Matt Wallace had a really good ball striking week that week at the Shriners. So hopefully you can kind of keep that up for you. I'm going with the old tried-and-true Johnny Vegas, 8-9. Like I said, in kind of these smaller events where we don't have all the huge heavy hitters in it vegas just seems to pop off and go off it's like whenever you kind of take the name value down a little bit in a tournament vegas shows up it's kind of what i'm going with here he's coming off a 14th at the cj cup and he had just that excellent run of form to end the season i think it was six six tournaments out of the last 10 he finished t16 or better in just playing very solid golf to end the year. You know he's always going to bomb the ball with the driver. It's always accurate. He's one of the best drivers in the world, so I have full confidence in that, and he's a decent ball striker. Just kind of one of those guys, like, start making our putts, and we're, we're into some money here with Johnny. We'll go down into the 7K range. That's pretty usual. I'm not going to list all these guys off here, but at the top we have Luke List and Garrett Kigo. Goes all the way down to Tom Hoagie, Doug Yim. You like one of those guys or someone in the middle, Sean? Uh, I'm going in with someone in the middle uh, with Henrik Norlander. He's at 7'4". Um, three, three events so far this, this calendar year or season, I should say. Uh, three cuts made. So that will be another 100% after this week. Uh, fourth place at the Sanderson Farms Championship earlier, or I guess you should say late September. 
Um, he had a eight under in the final round, so much like Xander did earlier last week with the, the highest scoring rounds. It seems to be a, a trend in some of these guys' histories. Um, so I think with, with him being Swedish and, again, kind of playing on different courses that are, uh, that are not used to necessarily being on what is the pro tour in, in the States, I think that might have a, a little advantage on how to kind of play the course a different way if need be. And with some of those shorter holes, it would be interesting with the, with somehow with his iron plays, if he can, uh, and maybe possibly the wedge play, if, if it's working, might be in favor for him. So uh, Henrik Norlander at 7-4 is my guy in that range. Norlander is someone who I do like. He's either a missed cut or a top 10, it seems like, with him. He's also someone who played in the Olympics last year. Not necessarily course knowledge, but maybe a little more used to the travel, used to the conditions a little bit. Um, but definitely a guy who I think this shorter course will benefit him because he isn't very long off the tee. Um, so it kind of can neutralize some of that distance issues. For me, I'm going to go with kind of a guy in the middle here. Takumi Kanaya, he's at 7-2. Now, he doesn't have a good track record on the PGA Tour. He missed all four cuts that he, or all, he missed a cut in all four events that he played in last year, I should say. But his worst finish on the Japanese Tour last year was a T-17. And the last time he finished outside the top 20 on the Japanese Tour was October 2019. So, it just seems like when this guy is playing in Japan, he's absolute money. I think he's only won two events, you know, over the last, I guess, three years now. And but still, no matter which tour you're on, no matter where you're at, if you can put together that many great runs inside the top twenty, I love the pick. He he's definitely kind of seems maybe a bit expensive when you look at just the name value of some of the guys here, which I completely understand and doesn't have a great history on the PGA tour, but I feel like just how well he has played in his career in Japan, I feel like he's going to be a good pick. So I'm going to Kumi Kanai at seven, two going down to the six K range. You don't have to worry about these guys missing the cut this week, which is, Normally the big issue when you're looking at the 6K range, all these guys are going to be playing all four rounds. So you're hoping maybe you can sneak out a top 20 finish here. Sean, who's your guy to do that this week? Rakoya Hashino. Um, I picked him in uh, during the Olympic time frame as well for this exact reason. I think it's a nice play to use maybe one or two of these guys if you have some deep threaded research on anybody if you feel confident about a couple of these guys because then it would allow you to pick uh maybe more two of the favorites or or two of the the top 10 frame guys and i think that he's definitely one and it fits that money budget at six two um when he played over in the olympics he took 38th and i didn't know anything about this guy beforehand so i think the fact of playing in japan and having the, the 38th at the Olympics playing against those these same guys in that event, um, doing it at home again, I, I think that's going to have a, a different play on it compared to everybody else. Uh, might be, you know, all the everything about being home and playing someplace you're comfortable definitely plays a factor. And I would be interested to see, you know, there's probably our statistics out there on 
Japanese players that play on courses that are out there versus people that are outside of that. Um, and I, I do think that there's there's probably correlation between a, a good leaderboard or, or higher higher play on these courses versus others. Uh, so Hoshino at six uh, two is who I'm going with. I will tell you, he has three wins on the Japanese tour in the last two seasons. It's coming off one, two, three, four, five, six straight made cuts. Playing some decent golf here. Um, a few top tens mixed in there, but he does kind of have a bit of the win equity, I think, with just the ability to win. You see him win multiple times on the tour, which winning anywhere isn't easy. For me, though, kind of going a little bit deeper here, going with Kyle Stanley. Just in the last 20 rounds, he's 11th in this field on approach, six off the tee. Give me the ball striking. I say it all the time. Just give me the ball strikers. If you can get the ball down middle of the fairway, bomb it down there, hit the green, you at least give yourself a chance at birdies on every hole, which is what Kyle Stanley's going to do. If he's going to make the putt, Lately, not likely. However, you kind of you got to give yourself a shot to get there. Uh, so I'm gonna kind of like I've said, no putts this week. I'm betting on all these guys to get hot with the putters, be able to make some putts. Kyle Stanley at six two, he's gonna get it done this week. Moving on, we'll get into our bets. Would you like to go first here, Sean? No. All right, then I will go first. So for me, I'm sticking with the theme of my picks from above. I'm going Morikawa for the outright at plus 700. Emiliano Grillo, plus 4,500. Kyle Stanley at plus 150,000. Give me that. I will take that all day. I just really like the guys that I have picked here. Not only my DFS, but outright. And I just think, you know, Morikawa is up there is kind of a pretty heavy favorite, him and Xander. Uh, and there's a reason why I picked Morikawa earlier, not Xander. I just think he has a bit better game right now, has a better chance to win this. But I will mention Xander is the leader of the outrights at plus 550. If you're considering that him and Morikawa are the only guys under 1,000. But like I said, Morikawa is my guy this week. Going to ride him again. What about you for your outright, Sean? I'm going to – I like the the statistics that you provided about Hoshino, about the, the wins and the uh, made cuts. So I, I think I might ride a little bit of that, plus it's plus 15,000. That's very good odds on what you're looking for in terms of uh, buybacks and or at least like – Money back towards you. Harry Higgs out there for some reason. Uh, I don't know if it's just because he's been hanging out with the guys from the foreplay pod and I've just seen him on social media a little bit more, but he kind of sticks out to me. He's at plus 6,500. Higgs is another guy that I like this week. I think he'll be a good play. I do think. Just um, to throw it out there. No, I appreciate that. I like when we're bonding. Might be a bad <laughs> thing, though. Um, That's always a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, kidding? No, it's, yeah. You're right. Um, Ricky Fowler's at plus 2,500. And for some reason, Tommy Fleetwood as well. I know you, you said he's in on a uh, sponsorship, correct? Uh, but I, I do think yep. Tommy, uh, 
I don't know why. I, I maybe it's the hole in one at match play that he hit, and there's a lot of par threes here. Um, but I, I, I think uh, the plus twenty two hundred is kind of interesting. But obviously, with Xander being the favorite here in terms of the betting structure, I know uh, uh, Morikawa was the favorite in terms of the the DFS money, uh, but he's at plus five hundred and fifty. So even still, you know, it might be a safe bet if you're looking at the favorites. You still get a nice return on either one of those guys. Uh, so that's what I would think about for the uh, outrights. Yeah, I didn't realize Tommy Fleetwood has actually been playing pretty well since he's gone back onto the European tour. I'm kind of changing my tune on him a little bit just because I think the way we saw him finish out the PGA season wasn't great. But looking back, T7, T12, T2 to end before he came over to the CJ Cup, where he got a T38. I might be changing my tune a little bit on Tommy here. For me, though, we'll move on to some prop bets. Kind of sticking with what's above here a little bit. Johnny Vegas, plus 200 for a top 10. Like I said, the guy racked up, was it like five top 10 finishes out of the kind of four smaller events last year? This isn't necessarily a smaller event, and I don't want to take anything away from the Zozo here, but I mean, I just, we don't have the huge name quality. We do have Xander and Morikawa, some big guys up there, but I feel like I just think, you know, with the way the field set up a lot of just the high end guys, and then it's a lot of just very equal skill below them. The Vegas has a good week this week, so I'm betting the plus 200 for him to get a top 10. And then I'm also going CT Pan for the top 10 as well. Last time we saw him in Japan, the Olympics, right? He came out with a bronze medal, beat a lot of big names in that playoff to get it. I, I feel like just kind of going with, with the good vibes here with CT Pan plus 300 for the top 10. What do you have, Sean? Not much, man. No, uh, I do. I do think uh, it was. It's interesting if you look at everyone's got the same odds for hole in one options here, but this week is you know you have more probabilities. Um, and Tommy Fleetwood, like I just mentioned, hitting that hole in one made me think about it. So that one's just kind of something to think about itself. Again, that's uh, Fleetwood to make a hole in one at, at plus ten thousand. Nice little money back for you if that was to be the case. Can you get just anyone to hole in one? Um, I don't think yes, you can. Oh, oh, uh, it's plus 140. Still, though, that's not that's, bad. That's, that's yeah, actually, that's that's not terrible for the amount of opportunities you'll have. Yeah, and, considering and that guys have been hitting. A lot of things close these days. A lot of chip-ins. And Kevin, well, Keith Mitchell last week, he did a lot of stuff around the green. Um, but, I mean, highlight reels are coming in. So I'm just pushing that out there. Maybe DraftKings or whatnot, the sports folks want to hire me for pushing out other bad bets. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll find out. Um, but I do I do like um, looking at, like, some of the top top 10s, top 5s, whatnot, Um I, I do think Charlie Hoffman uh, and Eric Van Royen, they're both, Charlie Hoffman's plus 250, 
and Eric Van Royen's plus 275 for a top 20. Those guys have been playing some pretty, I wouldn't say like great golf, but decent golf. I know that the last event was not a, uh, was a no-cut event, and so is this one. Um, but I do think that they've been playing some golf that would lead them into making something around that, that top 20 mindset, um, especially with the field that, that is going to be playing. I do think that they have a good chance for that. So a little bit smaller on the odds side there, but I do think it's, it's more on the safer play. All right, Sean. The moment we've been waiting for, the one and done picks. <laughs> you have some ground to make up. Our previous winner is faltering a little bit here. Who are you going with? All I have to say is, as, my fa- as our famous role model once said, if you're not first, you're last. And I, From last season, I was first all the way through. And that's all I know. So that's okay to be last every now and then. I don't know what it's like to be in the middle. And that that's that's perfectly fine by me. Um, I, I really, I don't know. I'm, I've been struggling with some of the picks that I wanted to make. I think some of it's based off of like emotion that I've been looking into some of these guys and thinking that they're going to do better than what they are. Um, but I do think, you know, this isn't like a 16-15 thing like normal things are in terms of like your football scrambles or one and dones. Um, so I, these guys are going to be, there's going to be a lot of people that you can pick throughout this. So I think I'm going to um, take Hideki uh, this, this week. Ooh. I'm going to try to, to take a bigger, a bigger name. I know it's not necessarily the biggest event, uh, but with him being back in the country that he is used to, um, and playing golf there, I, I'm just hoping that that correlates in uh, and, and makes the pick worthwhile. So Hideki uh, is my one and done. I do believe that this is the highest paying tournament of the fall season. I could be wrong. I could easily be wrong on that, but I feel like it is, which is kind of why I think I'm going to toss out a big name right now and go Colin Morikawa this week for me. I think we're going to start chasing some money here. Don't necessarily want to burn Morikawa right now. However, I I think it's kind of maybe his best opportunity to win right now. And hopefully he wins. Hopefully we get a big payday. I need to make up a little bit of ground already. But I, I just, I'm really liking Morikawa this week. I mean, I don't need to say any more. That's a big name. Hopefully it works out for you. <laughs> I I hope so. Um, you know, Morikawa first, Hideki second. We can both be happy. No, I, Hideki first and Morikawa. I think it'll be fine by me. Uh, sure. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. Well, that has been another episode of Out of the Rough with Lenny and Sean. Remember, this tournament starts on Wednesday night, not Thursday. So get your lineups in early. And hopefully we uh, we can make some money this week, have some good picks, and we see Morikawa on top. We will see you later. Peace.